Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I am here again with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Devin, what do you got for us today? People will soon forget what you said. They will never forget how you made them feel. There is a place in the world for any business that takes care of its customers after the sale. It takes months to find a customer, seconds to lose one. So, always deliver more than expected. To summarize, sell good merchandise as at an at a reasonable profit treat your customers like human beings and they'll always come back for more nice <clears throat> i messed it up right at the end yeah i know you were here you're doing good that was a long one <laughs> that is actually five different quotes Oh man! I was <laughs> I gonna like, say it I, seemed a little bit like a little bit all over the place. Not, yeah. not really, but yeah. obviously it's all about the same thing. But right, <laughs> I like them all for the uh, customer service aspect. Yeah. Um, let me see. Maya Angelou was the first. Never forget okay. how you made them feel. Then there's like Vince Lombardi, and the last one it does kind of summarize it all. And I like. I don't know when LL Bean made this statement or who made it, but. Right. Just sell good merchandise as a reasonable profit. Treat your customers like human beings, and they'll come back. It's such a simple thing, a non-BS business model that right. I love. It's not one of those like, hey, we're trying to change the world with our genes. Like, yeah, <laughs> shut up. It's like just yeah. sell good stuff at a reasonable profit and treat people like human beings. Right, and they'll come back. Right, and they'll come back for more. It's, it's right, just, they're like, it's, okay, you know, <clears throat> right, L.O. Bean is good. Everyone knows that L.O. Bean is a good product, but it's not It's not crazy expensive. Like, right. it, you know, it's not It's not Target or Walmart, but, right. you know, but you know you're getting a good product, and you know you're getting a uh, a guarantee as well, because don't they still have that, like, lifetime guarantee pretty much? No, they actually took it away a few years ago. Back when Amazon started. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're like, wait, we don't, they don't even have to come back to the store. They can just send it back with yeah. a new one. Well, that used to be their thing, but I, th- I mean, I guess people oh, yeah. just abused it for years. Right. And I think, you know, they, it's like REI too. They used to have that pretty much like, you know, guarantee return for pretty much anything at any point. Um, and, you know, within reason, I think you can still go into any of those stores and give you know tell them your story about what happened whatever it was right and if it's within reason they will still uphold that but it's just not 
they you have to kind of like make a little bit more effort. Yeah, it's you not their they they want to to give you that customer service, but they don't want to be taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. For those who right. don't know, for the longest time, L. Bean used to be bring in anything, anytime. So if you bought a pair of slippers from them, wore them out in ten years, you could bring them back and get another pair, and there weren't any questions asked. Right. Um, and there used to be yeah. a couple, I think, brick and mortar stores where you could actually bring them into. Right. Yeah. And but a lot of people were just abusing it. Like I said, wearing stuff out, and still just getting a new pair every whatever few years, or they were going to Goodwills getting uh, L.L. Bean shirts for like two bucks and then just getting brand new $50 shirts at L.L. Bean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anytime you kind of, I think uh, you open up yourself to that kind of customer service and you try to be generous. There's always somebody. (laughs) I think it's human nature to, to find a way to wheedle their way in and screw it up for everybody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Some people just don't, that that's not on their moral compass. I know. It's so Some weird. people just feel like, hey, you got to get away with what you can because everyone else is trying to get away with stuff. Right. So like you ever watch those uh, YouTube videos where people open up like glitter bombs and boxes? Right. <laughs> and they're always just like, you know, trashy people of all colors, shapes, and yep. creeds who are just like, right. yeah, well, we got this. Check it out. Blah, blah, blah. And then it like, you know, explodes in their house. And they're like, their kids are around and stuff. And, and they're like, oh. oh, it's just so trashy. <laughs> the Mark Rober glitter bomb. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. It's, I, know. I love that instant <clears throat> justice stuff. It's it's the same yeah. one as um, when they park the bikes and people try to steal the bike, but it's attached oh. to like a piano wire. <laughs> so they get halfway down the hill and it just bam, yeah. and they go flying. <laughs> Instant karma. Uh, <laughs> I do like occasionally. I'll get. I'll, I'll go down that instant car, instant karma like rabbit hole, watching mm-hmm. uh, instant karma instant karma videos on you know YouTube. I'm like, yes, it's so good. <laughs> Someone steals something and just gets like punched out right away. Like bam, <laughs> right? Like, ah, there you go. Instant karma. What's the one? Oh, I was watching. I don't know, you know, YouTube, you don't know how you get places. Yeah, right. I was watching Praise Worship Fails. Oh, no. (laughs) So it was a lot of keyboardists who would accidentally push, like, the automatic song button. Right. Like, in the middle of, like, a real soft praise song. (laughs) Nice. Or people, and, and, you know, it's so much, like, more pressure, that type of music, because everyone's, like, really into it, you know, and everyone's (laughs) feeling it. And when someone messes up during that, it just makes it so much better. <laughs> oh, man. Is that where you came across that, that trumpet that dude sneezes into the trombone? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. That's I, good. I watched that like 10 more Did times you? after our podcast so last week. I was, wa- I was watching this <laughs> laughing hysterically, and Corinne and Nicole both came. like, what are you laughing about? And I showed them. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, it's getting me now. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, if anybody didn't see that or didn't hear our podcast last week, just search what man sneezes into trombone or something. Yeah, or, I think it's yeah, man <laughs> during concert, man sneezes into trombone. It's like the funniest title. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's only like a twelve second video or something because it's just <laughs> a clip of that. It's so good. Oh, I was laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, back on track. <clears throat> I I wanted to bring up the customer service thing because I feel like the last year or two i've had to battle so many different companies for just mm. simple things that i th- you know i'm not necessarily a, a big complainer or i'm not going to cuss people out but if something really goes wrong i want someone to fix it right um, yeah 
one, it wasn't even really that big of a thing. I bought a light for our channel, or we, we bought, we split, we, you know, whatever. We, we got a light for the channel. Right. And I got it in, and it didn't have a power adapter. <laughs> so it's a light with no plug. So, you know, I knew it was a warehouse sale, and I knew right. they probably got mixed up because it can also take batteries. So it can be mobile. So whoever right. packed it up, the Amazon uh, people must have been like, oh, it's a battery-powered thing. And just threw it in there. Right. Um, and actually, oddly enough, we got something. We got barn doors for it, yeah. which wasn't included in the package I bought. So something was off. Like, they gave us one <laughs> extra thing, but the important thing, they didn't. Right. <laughs> so I contacted Amazon, and I just said, hey, can you send me another one, and I'll send this one back. Like, normally they do. They just front it, you know? Right. They yeah. go, hey, we're sending it off now. When you receive it, you have whatever. 10 days right. to send the other one back. Otherwise, we charge you twice. Yeah. yeah. And that, that that's makes sense. Yeah. That, that yeah. And, and it's just, that's, to me, that's... They want cool. you to buy two anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, They're it's usually happy to do that. Yeah. And they know you're going to have to come back to their company because it's Amazon. So, right. like, whatever. Try to screw us over. We can we can cut you out. You'll never get a package in two days again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, that's what I thought. But apparently, they don't do right. that for warehouse. Ugh. So, they're like, look, we'll refund you this money. And then you just buy one, and you'll get your refund, your refund in like a week. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't want to. And and I bought it 20% off because that was the sale on warehouse stuff. Right. And they said, after talking a while, they said, well, we'll give you the extra money for what it costs and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I was like, like no, well, you can't send me. You have them in stock. That's just uh, That's just not what we do. And of course, I talked to many more people, and they kind of do do that, right? So, I mean, that's one of the. Um, it's kind of good that big companies don't care sometimes about their customers because that could go either way, right? Right. They could yeah. either go like, "Yeah, whatever, we'll send you another." Like we don't care. What's right. it? What's it to us? What's it to Walmart or what's it to Amazon? But also, some employees just don't care. Like, oh, that's just not what we do. And you can't like yeah. talk them out of it. So you have to talk to five yeah. different people to get an answer. Right. <laughs> so finally, um, one guy's like, hey, we'll send you the money to buy that cord. Right. I, I said, okay, that, that kind of works for me. Yeah, okay. Because then I can, I can get that cord in two days. I already like the thing I have. I like the light. Right. Just give me the cord. That way I don't have to pay out any more money. You know, I don't have to pay for it again right. and wait for right. a refund. Right, yeah. And, uh, but then they're like, ah, oh, we can only give you so much. And I went through a couple more people. Finally, they actually Jeez. ended up crediting me almost $50, <laughs> which is pretty much as much as the, the cheap light that we got was worth. Right. So I don't know. They should have just sent me a new one in the beginning. Right. Whatever, I'll take the money because they kept crediting me more and more just to get rid of me and i was like i don't want anything for free here i just want the, right, the cord for you to send yeah. me a new one as soon as you can because i want to use it right like, the, like or this just week send here. me the cord like right you, you can't get a hold of the cord oh, we just we just can't and so anyway i don't know we went through it long enough and i guess dust will just buy another one for the money they <laughs> so we'll have right one on, with yeah. a cord and one without so i don't know for about the same price right oh cool and then we'll buy the cord so we'll have <laughs> two for the price of one in a cord. Right. And now I, now I guess what? We'll to get some batteries so we can take one out with us. But it's just that thing. It's, I don't, I'm not a, 
I'm not argumentative with them. Right. I just ask a lot of questions, I think, which bothers them. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, why like, is uh, this? Okay, yeah. why can't you do this? Is there anything else we can do? I just keep asking and asking. It really does wear them down. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. You said you went through a bunch of different people. Yeah, so I think I talked good. to you six different people. Man, it's really nice when you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like stressed out all day just going through professional development. It's about going back to school and doing my grades. And, <laughs> and you were, it, well, you and were it, fighting for us on Amazon, buddy. It, I appreciate it. It must be tough to have a job in these tough times, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Oh man, I uh, when you as you were reading that quote in the beginning, I was thinking like it kept reminding me of different people. So then Mm. when you said that it was like multiple different people, I was like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) I was like, huh, that this reminds me of somebody. This reminds me of different. It was like, you know, I always try to put like either a name or a face or something to the quote. I try to kind of guess it if I can. Sometimes if it's reasonable to try to guess it. Yeah. Um. But uh, like the very last thing, like as you were talking, like I forget the last thing you said, but it it just kind of reminded me of like Brian House and the Work For It podcast, kind of their mentality. You know, it's like mm. we're all working, you know, you just take care of each other and you put a good product out there and you just make enough money, but not so much that you're going to like, you know, scare away your customers. And Yeah, I think, I mean, that's how most definitely crafts, craft like small businesses start. Right. Yeah. I think we've gone that over that over and over on this podcast that everything starts with good intentions and right. you get bigger and bigger and you lose more and more control and someone comes in and says, Hey, we can save you 5% and this and that. And right. then by the end you have a shitty company, but right. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, like you said, it, it's when you get other opinions and other voices that come in and start putting, you know, ideas in everyone's head, be like, okay, we're making this much money, but you're losing out on this money because, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, now we we do that, but we're then now we're losing out money over here because we're not losing it, but there's more money to be made. Well, right. Okay. And then you well, don't you know. have you don't have, you know, the the fi- the founder or junior in the room to say, "Hey, right. hey, wait, wait, we don't do that." There's right. there's a reason we don't cut that 5% off there. That's an important 5% for this reason. Right. Exactly. And the board just goes, "Hey, we'll have a good meeting. We'll tell whoever that we cut 5% or or, you know, plus 5% on our profits." Right, exactly. That's a good day. That's my job. That's why they hired me to come in and and do the financial side. Right. And I think that also, I mean, that goes back to the channel. It goes back to our channel. It's like we've been approached by, I would say, when we hit about 25,000 subscribers, we started getting getting approached by different sponsors and different, you know, companies and production people. And, you know, just the list goes on, which I think anyone who who has some subscribers, I would say anywhere between, you know, once you once you hit around that twenty thousand mark, you start really getting people reaching out, and um, yeah. you know, there's there's, of course we we want to make money, right? Of course, that's part of what we're doing. That's that's a that's a really great extra part of making content for free and putting it on YouTube. <laughs> right. <Is> that, <laughs> we're making content for free and putting it on YouTube for people to watch for free. But then you get ad revenue and then you start to get sponsors and, you know, and then, and then it can actually become a viable business where you're like, okay, now I can actually do this and maybe make some money. It's kind of cool. But, you know, I think you also have to, you have to figure out what's important to you. Obviously, you know, it's, I don't really want to stop in the middle of a video and talk for 60 seconds about some random product. You know, it's like, right. like am I, am I going to lose, you know, a ton of subscribers? Probably not. Like no one really cares, but there's something there enough enough for you and I we care 
Right. You know, so like, of course, yes, we want to make money, and of course, we will do sponsorships and things like that eventually. But it's got to be worth it for us to to put that in and take away from you know our original design of what we wanted to do. You know, have have a video that didn't have any commercials in the middle; it was all one part, and you know, right. you could watch the whole thing and feel like right. get it really get into it, get that movie experience. Yeah, it's um, <sighs> obviously, and the price is never right. Right. That's a huge part. I mean, we want to keep, but there's always a price that we would definitely go sure. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> whatever. But the yeah. price is never right. They never want to give you enough money. Yeah. And it's maybe if you did vlog styles and you had one a day or right, one yeah. every other day, then it adds up. Then they can offer you 50 or 100 bucks or something for free. Right. Yeah. But when you're only putting out one or two a month, it's just, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, at least not for us. So yeah, when, you hear, like, when you do hear us do sponsors, you'll know we're getting oh. the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We no, want you to play Raid sense, Legends. Right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, right, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Stupid What's games. What's the other one? Are they are the, the worst. I hope, I hope no one ever offers us a good amount of money to sell that because <laughs> I'd be conflicted. Those are the worst I, games yeah. in the history of games. You as a gamer, you're like yeah, someone who do appreciates it video games. Like this is trash. Not only <laughs> is the game so game. bad, it's all it is is to get you to <laughs> click, swipe, swipe, click, swipe. Oh, new gold. Right. Click, swipe, swipe. Oh, two gold. It's bullshit. And then they want you to buy whatever bullshit currency they put out there. Yeah. So right. you got a bunch of kids running up three hundred dollar bills on their on their cell phones and the parents don't know and they buy there's nothing of value to it you get some fake right. digital armor pack oh it's horrible <laughs> so now guys when you when you see us do a raid shadow Leven, Le, legends uh sponsorship on our channel and then you see four <laughs> angles of all 4k <laughs> video you'll know why we have four 4k cameras <laughs> right uh, <whatever. laughs> because all yeah. that money is gone right back into the channel <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty good game <laughs> yeah yeah actually now that we think about it <laughs> I, I played a little bit yeah you know and you can get 10 free silver by yeah. using our link <laughs> 10 free dragoons with the craftsman chip <laughs> 10 so stupid but um <laughs> yeah we do you know and, and that's we joke about it but it is kind of we've kind of thought about that since the beginning like we want to if we're going to do a sponsorship it needs to make sense with the channel hopefully you know like yeah, said, if the price yeah, is we, right the price is right whatever but. <laughs> we have to like the thing um yeah the one thing though that um i heard the guys on the making a podcast talk about was <clears throat> when you do a sponsorship for a company that works that's in the field of the things you do, right? They want to kind of control your video, or at least they want to know what you're showing is, you know, beneficial to their product. When you're right. working for a video, the video game company, they don't care because they already know that you're not doing what their thing is about. Right. You can do whatever you want. So that is the one benefit of having a sponsorship for you know, something that has nothing to do with what you do on the channel. But, but then, then you're also just putting that into the middle of your video for all your viewers to have to watch this stupid, you know, thing about nothing right. that has anything to do with it, what they want to do. Right. So there's a trade off, but yeah, they got to, they got to <laughs> skip. And, uh, uh, and if you're saying we're hypocrites because you've heard plenty of ads on this podcast, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a makery network standard. So, uh, right. Yeah. 
you're going to hear that on all the podcasts. We necessarily don't have much to do with that. So there right. you go on that. The one, the one nice thing, though, about, about the way that, that works on the Maker Network is when you hear an ad throughout the podcast, that ad is it's like your Google feed. It is pandering to what you like. So yeah, you know, it's designed still, so that way everyone in different areas they all hear different ads. Yeah, but you, st- but you still get you still get like McDonald's, yeah, of course, and, and yeah, because that's everywhere. So right, but at least any, you know, at least it's at least it's trying to pander to what you want to do or what's in your area. You know. So I hope so, if uh, Craig places an ad break, it's right in the middle of this rant, so <laughs> I can <laughs> bother everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I I brought up the customer service because we have um, the saga of uh, <laughs> of uh, Dustin's. Uh, I don't know what you call it, Anvil and Anvil Smithy story. and all that stuff. <clears throat> yes. So. Uh, so I we thought about doing this about my recent acquisition of two anvils. Um, and I thought I'd just go back a little further, Ooh. go back a little further to when I started my idea of wanting to buy an anvil. Now my, f- the first anvil that I ever bought was the Harbor freight special cast iron, 60 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever it is. Um, I bought it. I didn't even, I mean, I wasn't really into blacksmithing. I, I, I think I was in knife making. I think I wanted, I don't, I don't even remember why I kind of bought it and it sat around for a while. Um, I ended up using it now and again for a few th- random things. Um, and then kind of got a little bit more into knife making and then a little bit more into blacksmithing. And then by that point I had it. So I was like, Oh, that's great. You know? So first anvil was the Harbor Freight anvil. Um, so used that for a little while and, you know, realized how it's, you know, a pretty bad anvil. It works perfectly fine as a big, heavy surface to pound on if you need something to pound on. But if you want to really shape metal and have a surface that's going to work with you, then instead of working against you, then it's not a great buy. Um, just because it's not very hard, you know, and, um, you want your anvil to be pretty hard because it help. It gives you what's called rebound. So as you hit it, you know the the hammer wants to kind of bounce back up towards you. So then you're not like lifting it every time, and it'll work. You know it does the job. If you want to get a little anvil to shape some steel occasionally to do some stuff, then the price is right for. I forget what it was. You know. Yeah, and I mean, sixty bucks uh, up and, to now ish. That's what you've used. Right. So we, right, you've done exactly. a lot of projects on it. Yeah. And it, yeah, it definitely can work. Um, my, the second thing that I got with the mindset of, um, using as an anvil was a, ra- a piece of railroad track. So it's actually up at a kind of junk shop, vintage kind of flea markety individual building shop, uh, up in Pennsylvania. And there's, it's actually one of my favorite shops cause it's just, there's, there's a little indoor area, which has some stuff. And then there's this like back area behind it which is covered by like quonset huts and plastic and inside and outside tables and it's just so much stuff it's like if you if you found like the best stall that you really enjoyed at a outdoor flea market and then you just made an entire building an entire like outdoor area that was all just that one thing so it's like these are random tools and it's awesome so i've been there a couple times and one of the times i went up 
there were two chunks of railroad track. One was maybe, maybe about 18 inches long and the other one was probably something like 15 inches long. So I think it was, it said like 15 bucks and 10 bucks. So I bought both of them, um, gave one to my buddy, Sean. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if it was that same day or another time there's this so so i got those so those are kind of anvil things that i use um and then there was this like big chunk of steel uh i would say maybe three inches two and a half let's see maybe two and a half or three inches thick uh eight inches wide and maybe two feet tall 20 inches 24 inches tall so a big chunk of steel. Um, it was old because it was rusted and the corners are kind of round. And on one end, it has a big screw eye that's screwed into the end. And then halfway down, it has like a square hole in it. And then it's got this kind of L-shaped hole cut out from the side that's maybe an inch, inch and a half, you know, a void. Have I seen this one? L. Yeah, it's down in the shop. It's been, it leaned up against the wood rack for a while. And then it was, it's underneath my, underneath the forge now. Mm. big chunk it's probably it probably weighs 150 pounds maybe mm. 125 pounds something like that it's so it's a, this big chunk of steel so i've got that i haven't ever used it as an anvil but that was kind of the idea kind of like a swage block or just a big like a big metal surface big heavy metal surface to be able to do some pounding on um so now i have the harbor freight anvil the railroad track anvil and the giant metal weight <laughs> and what, what was your plan to do with the giant metal weight? Were you going to try to shape it as anything or just lay it out? and like, Yeah, just, just lay it out inside, it. just have a big, yeah, have a big surface. Maybe even flip it up on its side to have, you know, even more, um, you know, material underneath of the thing. You know, if I needed to work in something that was thinner because yeah. it's, you know, two and a half, three inches wide. So I kind of have it up on its side. Um, but that was kind of the idea for that, that it was just this big chunk of steel that I think I paid 20 bucks for it. Um, and it was probably just something that would work well for an anvil and didn't cost me, you know, 1200 or $1,500, like another, like a real vintage anvil would. <laughs> mm. And that's the reason behind all these purchases because, um, vintage anvils cost so much money, so much money, like crazy, crazy amounts of money. Um, you know, right. rightly so they have a lot of history. Their, their value doesn't go down. The market right. is high. People want to pay for, good anvils and they want to, you know, people who are selling them can get good money for them. Um, so I have been using these for a while. I'm getting more into blacksmithing over the years and, uh, and then started thinking about getting a better anvil. Um, that's, I think I came across Christ centered ironworks, maybe videos on the, uh, Achayo 66 pound anvil. So like 125 bucks, you can get a 60, 66 pounds, something like that anvil, which is made from cast steel in, in, as opposed to cast iron, like the Harbor Freight one, um, has like a nice wide surface, has a hardy hole and a pritchel hole and, uh, you know, a flat, uh, point and then a rounded point, um, a nice little anvil. So I was kind of like thinking about that for a while. Um, I kind of looked into it a little bit and almost decided to get one. Uh, but then I started thinking about it and I've been looking off and on for anvils in the hundred to 125 pound range, 150 pound range, kind of that range, you know, something I might be able to afford if I could spend 500 bucks, 600, 700 to get like a good one, you know, 
does real quick i was just thinking um in my head i was like why haven't we done an unboxing of these and then that's a little teaser <laughs> for forward in this story here um exactly why Dustin didn't do an unboxing or there was an unboxing but not by us right <laughs> all right yeah, sorry so, go ahead okay um yeah <laughs> so i so i've been i kind of had my eye out for uh, an anvil like that and um you actually i think your landlord has uh like a a small ish anvil i think a 100 pound anvil or so down the shop yeah i saw it one day i was like oh man i wonder i was like offer him 100 bucks i'll buy it from him <laughs> like <laughs> you know something reasonable but um so i decided to start looking at the 110 pound so the 50 kilogram achayo anvil so i figured you know there's there's the 60 pound so it's it's like a 30 kilogram 40 which is like in the 88 range uh 50 which is 110 and then it goes up to the 60 pound which is 130 um so i was looking at the 110 pound one which is was kind of somewhere between the two fifty and three hundred dollar range, depending on where you find them. The thing is that they can they come from a bunch of different companies, yeah. most most through most through eBay. Um, so the 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 price there's there's a range. So it's a, um, a bunch of different Chinese companies, right? Exactly. Just like um, the uh, leather sewing machine. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was keeping my eye out for the hundred and ten pound one. Uh, looking, you know, watching more videos on YouTube. I kept looking like every day this was uh, maybe two weeks ago i started looking you know like every, regularly every day to see because there were there weren't any available so the companies that sold them they just didn't have any available they're all out of stock hmm. so kind of looking and looking and then uh let's see maybe the day or two maybe three days before my birthday so maybe last monday or tuesday or maybe the weekend before me so that's not yeah so whatever 15 16 something like that <laughs> zone looking again again for 110s and i saw uh, just when you're looking at one right it's, it gives you all the options for all the other ones like other people have bought this so i saw the 130 pound one so i just clicked on it to see just to check it out and there was one for sale one it's like one available you know almost <laughs> gone and so 300 bucks which is actually a pretty good deal for it because i'd seen them you know, I'd seen the 110 ones all the way up to $300. So I was like, yeah, okay, 130 pounds. Why not? I'll get it for 300 bucks. Right. So I ordered it. I told my wife, I was like, hey, I'm going to order this. You know, I've been looking for it. I'm ordering it now. You know, it's my birthday coming up. I'm going to order it. Don't you stop me. <laughs> Don't stop me. Stop Don't you me. Don't you dare stop me, Smee. Stop me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had a, I had a point there, and then I quoted Hook, and here we are. Continue. <laughs> so, yeah. So I bought it. Um Super excited, you know, said it was supposed to come on the 27th, which is yesterday. Today's the 28th. This mm. podcast will come out mm. on the 29th. Um, so I wasn't really, like, looking in my emails to see if there's any tracking or anything because it was, okay, it's not coming to the 27th. That's fine. Yeah. Because it was, like, you know, back on Sunday last week, something like that. Uh, so in the meantime, I figure why not just uh, – you know, put a message out on our area next door. So if you guys aren't familiar with next door, it's kind of like a Craigslist, but instead of being a whole like city or a big town, it's neighborhoods. So you can go online and put next door, you know, Baltimore next so door, different you areas, did, you, like smaller you did that, neighborhoods. You did that general in your area. 
Yes. Are there certain um, categories of next door? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's next door. I, I, I know what it is. I have it, but I just get the area I'm in right. is a little richy rich. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in like a, a farm apartment. Right. But everyone around me has money, yeah, so I get these like the uh, people complaining about <laughs> loud noise. And we saw right. the car last night. We didn't know who's like it's it's rich people problems. Yes, exactly. So it definitely <laughs> has that. That's that's just the normal message messaging area. Anyone can post oh, a okay. message. So it's just normal posts. But then there's also like shopping, and then there's you know whatever. There's there's the variety of things that you can kind of go in and look at. There's sports, there's blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever anyone's interested in. And I've used this in the past to actually get some steel. Hmm. I just put a post and be like, hey, I'm a, I'm oh, a local, right. interested in, you know, I'm practicing blacksmithing, I'm just looking for some scrap steel. What do you got out there? You know, files, yeah. rebar, whatever. Um, and I got a bunch of responses back that. And then I also have used it to look for bamboo, for building things for my students in my architecture class and so I've kind of used it before. So I figured, yeah. what, what the hey, I'll just reach out on next door and see if anyone has an anvil. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've already purchased the other anvil, but now I've really got anvils on the brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's heavy. I like, I'm not, I'm not sure why I didn't think about this before, but I'm gonna, I'm thinking about it now. So why not? Yeah. So I put a post up saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local. I'm looking for an anvil of some sort or anybody has any like leads on someone who might have one, an old one in a barn somewhere that they're not, they don't care about. And they want to help out a local, you know, aspiring Smith, you know, mm-hmm. knife maker. I'm just a hobbyist blacksmith. I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a ton of money to afford a really good, you know, vintage anvil, but I'm willing to pay, you know, a reasonable price if someone has one that they're willing to give to a neighbor. Right. Kind of plan on that, which is the truth, right? That's, that's, that's how, I mean, there's so many people, there's so many stories about people who get anvils like that because they know someone who's like, I have this anvil here. It's not being used, you know, here you go. (laughs) So, so I got a couple, a couple messages back. Um, this was probably Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Um, People were like, yeah, you know, I have, I can ask my, uh, my farrier, you know, I can ask these people, I'll get some more information for you, blah, blah, blah. I'll try to, you know, so there's a lot of people who messaged, not a lot, but I would say four or five people, you know, got back to me. Yeah. And then, uh, I had one, one person get back to me that said, you know, I, I have one around somewhere that I used, I've used a years, a couple years ago. I don't know if I'll see if I can find it tomorrow. That was, that was the message. Mm. It's like, awesome. So I responded back like, thank you so much. That's great. You know, let me know. Um, so yeah, I got a couple messages back from different people, give me some information. Actually, I got some really good information on different like steel suppliers and stuff around the neighborhood, which is great. And then this one guy specifically reached, messaged back the next day. He's like, well, I couldn't find the anvil I was looking for, but I found this other one that I have. <laughs> mm. So he sent me a picture. And to me, it looked like kind of a tall uh, striking anvil. So if you're not familiar with a striking anvil, striking anvil is usually, usually made out of just a chunk of mild steel. It's a flat piece and it's a big wide face and you use it for when you're doing two people blacksmithing. So one person holding the hot steel and the other person striking with a big, heavy, you know, eight or 10 pound maul. So they're basically like your human powered power hammer. 
Yeah, there's <laughs> usually no horn or anything. It's a square right, or rectangle. It's, yeah, it's just it's just designed for when you're swinging a big sledgehammer and you're hitting it and you're trying to move material quickly. And then yeah. when you get to the finesse work, that's when you use like a better anvil. And you know, it's it doesn't need to be as precious. You know, because if you're swinging a big ten pound ten pound anvil and you miss, you don't want to be striking a really nice vintage anvil face <laughs> because your striker you know, sneezed or something <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I kind of thought that's what it was. And then I, you know, so <clears throat> I reached out to him. I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm super excited. You know, what do you want for it? Started to try to feel him out a little bit on, um, how much money he wanted for it. And, uh, so we went back and forth. I kind of offered up, uh, you know, trading surfaces for like, I, I could pay some money. I also collect old tools and I do axes and knives and, you know, trying to like play up that side of it to tr hopefully get a deal. So, oh, um, yeah. so yeah, we, we talked a little bit more. We reached a, like a really reasonable deal that I was super happy with and he was happy with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went, drove down on my birthday last Friday, which is when our podcast came out last week, <laughs> <laughs> drove downtown to Baltimore, down to Fells point, picked it up. And, uh, it was heavy. It's definitely probably two, 250 pounds, if not 300 pounds. Ooh. Um, it's yeah, it's a big boy and it took, it took some work of us getting. So we, we actually like took it out to the truck with a hand truck to took it out to my truck outside mm. using hand truck. And then we tipped it over on its side because the base of it is perfectly flat. So there's nowhere to get our fingers on or other. So he's kind of, you know, gently tipped over on its side. And then we each grabbed a side of it and lifted it up onto the tailgate of my truck I had like a, I had a good grip on it. So I'm like lifting it up straight up and, and he kind of like almost bobbles it or trying to tries to readjust halfway through. And I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. We're going to drop this anvil <laughs> on the like concrete right here. And it's big chips going to come out and we, and cause it's in like perfect and it's super good condition, but a really nice guy, <laughs> you know, he was, um, it, he was happy with the price that he got for it. Uh, he didn't know anything about anvils. You know, he, he said that he may have another one somewhere that the one that he actually thought he had might be around. And so I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, I, if you find it, reach out to me, I would be happy to buy it from you. Um, yeah. but I, I, but I told him right then I was like, but to be honest, like if you find it and it has a marking on it, like Peter Wright or Kolsha or, you know, like any of the big brand of anvils, like you could probably get a decent amount of money. Right. I was like, I just want to be honest with you because, oh man, sorry. Um, <laughs> You know, just to be honest, you know, we're in the neighborhood. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat you out of a whole bunch of money, but I did say, I was like, yeah. but I'm also your neighbor and I'm, I'm absolutely willing to pay for it. And, you know, just pay you a price that you know that it's going to someone in the neighborhood is going to stay within the community. Yeah. If that, if that matters for you, you know, see that, that almost goes back to customer service not customer service, but when you're right. doing business kind of like that with someone, usually they'll appreciate your honesty more than like what maybe you could make off them if you swindled them a little bit. Right, right, exactly. You kind of let them know. It's it's like uh, one of the reasons I like watching American Pickers. They'll let those people know yeah, right. if it's worth <laughs> a bunch. They'll be like, I don't know. How about 10 bucks? They'll be like, how about 75? Yeah, <laughs> how about I just they'll give you 100 I mean, those are also two guys who yeah. are on TV on cameras cause, so they can be held accountable. Right. But they're also good guys who just want to if they know they're gonna make a 100 bucks off it anyway right like what what's the difference we want to be straight with you we'd rather have a a good relationship with you yep. in the future than try to swindle right. you out of some money right exactly and that was the thing like of course you know 
he may never find the anvil and that's perfectly fine. And he might find it. And I go down and say, Hey, look, this says, you know, whatever on the side, if you're interested, I'll help you sell it, you know, <laughs> like right. without, not for any commission, just because you have it. And if you want to make the money off of it, I'm willing to help you, you know, help, I'll give you like some information or maybe we can look it up together, but I'm also willing to buy it from you for a 10th of that. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, keep it within the community and you get some money and you're happy and I'm happy. And that's how we move on. So, so hopefully we'll see, you know, he, he said if he, if he found it, he would call me. So, okay. So that was Friday. I get the anvil. I bring it home. It's in the back of my truck. I'm super excited. Take some pictures. I don't post those pictures until Saturday because uh, my buddy Sean from Crafting a Life I Want, who we've had on the channel, I mean, on the podcast, he's been on my channel before on, and as well. And uh, uh, he and I took a blacksmithing class together maybe three years ago in February. Um, and that was our first time doing blacksmithing. And so we were, we were both interested in it. We were both doing some knife making, but we took a really cheap blacksmithing class just to learn how to make nails because at the place that we took it, which was called the foundry at the time, it's, it's not there anymore. But if you took a class, you had you, by taking a class, you were taking the safety class as well for that specific area of use inside of the, the foundry, which was just a big maker space. And once you took a safety class, then you could go in and you could use the space anytime for like 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something, you know, so you could just kind of go and use it. So we went back a couple of times and used the blacksmithing area. So all the hammers and anvils and forges and, you know, paid the money and went back because it was a great space to be able to use. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to surprise him. I wanted to say like, check out this awesome anvil I got on next door Phoenix. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so he was, um, so I didn't post it until Saturday because I wanted to show Sean because I knew that he would see it if I posted it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he posted it after he came over. <laughs> yeah, I posted it after he came over. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I want to surprise him. I don't want him to see it until. Uh, so when he got here, I was like, Hey, let's go check out what's in the back of my truck. It's a, it's a surprise, but it's a gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look Sean what I got. This podcast, so he's <laughs> like, Ha ha! No, yeah, I was, you know, I'm excited because I know that he, he and I both get excited about that stuff. You know, we're like, God, right? Excited. Yeah, you, you. you definitely well, yeah when your when your buddy gets something it's, it's there's half that's awesome that's so cool half like damn yeah. why didn't i get a chance to <laughs> right <have> exactly <laughs> yeah especially when you both have the same interest you're like oh man you, you figure that out like he got a really uh, a nice vice for his uh, woodworking bench he paid like whatever like 25 bucks or 30 bucks for it for this yeah. nice it's kind of a uh, an off brand, not a, not a Wilton, but another brand that's similar like Wilton, but it was designed for schools and wood shops and stuff. So it's this nice big vice with the little uh, bench dogs and stuff all attached to it. And you got a good price for it. And I'm still using the like Irwin, <laughs> little Irwin one. I'm like, damn. Schwilton. <laughs> Schwilton. Schwilton yeah. and Schwervin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I posted about that. So that's Saturday. So Sunday morning, I wake up and laying in bed. Um, so Friday was my birthday. My wife got me crabs for my birthday. Maryland blue crabs. Super awesome. No, wait, wait, wait. Um, how, how are they Maryland blue crabs? Because they're blue crabs from around yeah, this area. They may be Virginia. Maybe it's not in season at all. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're, they're the exact same species. I think you got some Gulf of Mexico blue crabs. Uh, whatever. They still look exactly the same and taste exactly the same. So I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. We got blue crabs. So 
whatever. They're still out there. Yeah, still but being barely. Grabbed. It's People not in season, and you can't, you know, they're not moving around as much. Yeah. Well, whatever. So, okay. I rescind my <laughs> my statement. Let me use my word. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, my wife got me crabs, which I love because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Maryland boy. I'm a Baltimore boy, and we grew up eating crabs and going crabbing and being around that all the time. So, I actually mentioned it to her a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be cool. What if we get crabs for my birthday? And she's like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, they're not really in season. So <laughs> I didn't think about it. And then you and I were actually were filming on my birthday on, on that Friday. And uh, and my wife sent me a text saying, like, hey, I'm going to bring home dinner at 530. So just make sure the dining room table is cleared off because we use the dining room table to do virtual learning myself and my daughter. So like, cool, awesome. And I didn't even pop in my head really until later when I mentioned to you and I was like, Ooh, I wonder if she got me crabs because I mentioned it, you know? Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But I didn't really think about it as an option because they're not really in season, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. Like, there are still places that are still advertising. And I think that's why I thought about it was because I still see them pop up. It's like, crabs, we still have them. You know, they're blah, blah, blah. This much for, you know, whatever. A dozen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Friday was my birthday. My birthday, we got had crabs. Saturday, we had a party with our, our kind of Corona bubble friends. Um. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Sunday, um, we were going to meet up at my parents' house with Devin and our other brothers, Drew and Derek and, you know, wives and children and stuff to have kind of a birthday celebration on Sunday. Um, so I wake up laying in bed and I get an email from the buyer, from the, the eBay or from the seller saying, you know, we've shipped here's your tracking number for the anvil. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Cool. I might get here in the next couple of days. And so I look up the tracking number and the tracking number says that it was delivered on the 20th, which is Wednesday. Today's Sunday, the 24th. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> it wasn't delivered on the 20th. I was home all day on the 20th. Cause I work from home right now. <laughs> like, no one ever came. I literally, I think like I had a dream about it coming and being like the wrong thing and being really lightweight and all broken up. And I was like, yeah, I like helped the guy get it off the truck and stuff. And so I, I send a message, I bet, I send a bet message you, back to the company. I, I bet, I bet you wish you did help him get it off the truck. I know. Right. <laughs> I was like, man, I, yeah. Right. After all this. So, so I messaged the company first and I say it wasn't delivered. You know, I, I was home all that day that day. It wasn't delivered. I actually walked up, got out of bed, walked up to my neighbors, which are up the hill. And often, um, you know, stuff is delivered to their house as well because we have a shared driveway. So I walked to the, the two kind of neighboring houses and looked there, both those places. Neither of them had it. So I sent a message to the seller, letting him know that it wasn't there. And then I file a claim with FedEx. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Putting them on blast. So FedEx. <laughs> White Marsh FedEx is the worst. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I put in a claim, um, and then get ready to head up to my parents' house around noon. I drive out of my driveway, you know, go out to the end of my driveway, turn right, drive down the road about maybe a hundred yards or so, 150 yards. And there's another house on the opposite side of the road, a driveway that just kind of goes up into the woods. It's not even like a house right there with a drive. It's just a driveway that drives it into the woods. You can't even see the house, you know, a big, uh, brick, post there with their address on it clearly there not my address <laughs> but their address right we're driving by at like normal speed and i just happened to kind of like 
you know, half glance over. And since it's on my mind, I see a blue anvil on the side of the road <laughs> at their foot of their the driveway sitting there, not in a box, but just next to a big smashed up pile of wood <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, I like glance and look back over my shoulder. And I say to my wife, I'm like, that's a hundred percent my anvil on the right, on the side of the road, right back there. <laughs> so I drive down the road, you know, another 50 yards or so find a place to turn around, come back. Sure enough. Like I pull in, there it is sitting there out of the box, just in the dirt, sitting on the side of the road. There's this box made out of maybe eighth inch Lawan or something. that's you know, just <laughs> right. smashed to pieces with a few, you know, plastic straps and stuff. Just, bit literally smashed to pieces and if you guys saw my post on instagram you'd have seen that picture right it looks like someone (laughs) tossed it out of the back of the vehicle at like 30 miles per hour right they're just like somebody was pissed off they couldn't find my address even though it's clearly stated at the end of my driveway (laughs) it's right there it's like a car crash where the person was thrown clear from the debris (laughs) (laughs) it was like your anvil and this like (laughs) smattering of wood all all behind it it's like, oh my gosh. So fortunately it wasn't busted up or anything. It was perfectly fine. So fortunately it's an anvil. Not yeah, like. right, exactly. But you know, I mean anvils because they are hardened surfaces and stuff, and because and, and this right. is a brand new anvil, so it has real crisp surface. It could have chipped off, like mm-hmm. it definitely yeah, things happen. Sure. So it's okay. Um so yeah, so I picked it up, threw it in the back of the car, grabbed all the debris, cleaned it up so I didn't leave litter at my neighbor's <laughs> driveway. And uh, went up to the party <laughs> and it was bitching to everybody about it. You got to come check this thing. I can't believe it. <laughs> but yeah, so so I found it. It was there. Had been there since Wednesday, apparently. <laughs> Just sitting on the side of the road. I was like, man, if I would have driven by someone else's random house and they have like an anvil sitting out on the side of the road <laughs> where trash goes, <laughs> right? that would have been my new anvil. You know, it's like. <laughs> Did you ever find know. a uh, shipping label or tag on any of that wood? Yeah, yeah, it's it has it's my or it's my wife's name. Because, so it's definitely yours. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Some <laughs> guy like what Angela. the hell? Then, then another one's gonna show up like tomorrow and be like, oh, uh oh. <laughs> no, uh-huh. yeah, it had it had my name on it and all, which is obviously the reason why I picked up. <laughs> I ordered it, but... I ordered one anvil tossed out of a truck in the front of my house, and I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, so so I got that. Pretty excited about it. I um. After after the party, I came home, uh, took all the took the the other anvil, which actually turns out to be a sawmaker's anvil, um, and I guess sawmakers would didn't necessarily need the horns and things because they were shaping. It was mostly for flat hammering, mm. and so they actually tend to be harder than normal anvils. So the surface is really hard because they're using wide flat. Uh, saws and things so there the chance of oh, like striking wrong and messing dinging up you know or hitting the surface wrong was lesser so apparently uh sawmakers anvils are um, harder surfaces and also uh, a lot of knife makers like them because that's you know the main thing you're doing is like flattening and planishing which is flattening and and using the edges the crisp edges to do you know the ricasso area and stuff for knives yeah. Does it so, does a harder steel surface have more bounce or less? More. Uh, yeah, because you, I mean, I guess I mean that makes sense, but it's reflecting that you know it's a harder, so it's reflecting that uh, that that uh, momentum back towards you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, harder surface, more bounce. So usually like a good anvil will have like a 90% rebound. So they say if you take like, if you take a steel uh, ball, you know, maybe like a one inch, um, like a ball bearing and you bounce it, it should come pretty much back up to your hand from pretty much any height, you know, or not any height, but I guess obviously really high. There's, there'll be like, you know, it'll lose momentum or whatever, but from a reasonable height, if you, if you bounce it from a foot above the anvil, it should pretty much come right back up to your hand. If it comes up 90% of the way, it's got 90% rebound. If it comes mm. up 50% of the way, it's got 50% rebound. So the Achayo anvil, what I've found, usually most people say it has about like a 60 or 70% rebound. So, you know, not great, but not all, not bad. You know, it's fine. Um, the cast iron ones will have like a 20% rebound or a 10% rebound. If I drop it on there, it's boom, it'll just pretty much stop because yeah. all that pressure is just going through it and it doesn't, it's not hard enough to rebound that back up towards you. Um, so yeah, I, I brought everything back. I cleaned, ground them off, ground off the blue paint from the Chayo anvil mostly and, and put, and put, uh, I had this log that was outside to kind of roll that over, you know, carefully walked the, 200 to 250 to 300 pound sawmaker's anvil off the back of my truck and onto the stump and put the stump there with the anvil on it and my metal table, which if you have watched the table, the, the channel we've used off and on many times outside of the shop, this just random little metal table that has oh, the yeah. anvil on it. Plus this eight inch, maybe six inch round bar chunk of steel. That's six inches tall that I got from the guy as well for an extra 20 bucks. I was happy to toss in. He's like, how about this? And he's like, yeah, sure. I got an extra 20 bucks, but uh, maybe that. <laughs> um, so put all those three things together right outside my, my shop. And the reason why I'm saying this is because now I'm really excited because now I'm going to build a little lean to area outside my shop to make myself a little smithy out there. Hey, yeah. So super excited about that. Real quick, before you get into that, did you ever do the the test on, like, did you have any steel to bounce off the... I haven't, no. I thought you were going to have some big reveal. I know, right? And Like, in the Sawmakers, it was 105%. Well, that I mean, usually they'll be over 100. Well, it's so not going to bounce higher than the way you drop it. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen people do it on video. They're just like, they drop it and it boom, comes up past their hand and they catch it above their hand. So it has like more than 100% rebound. It's pretty crazy. I know. I was like, oh, that's I, I don't think that's possible. Well, I watched it happen. Like even if you dropped a bouncy Real ball or a, ten- or a tennis ball, it's not going <laughs> to not more I'm, force I'm is going to come out of it. it. It bounced it higher than the person's hand. I well, you know, it also depends on like I said, if so if I held it up say 5 feet above the anvil, then gravity would work on the ball as it was coming back up. You know, if it's not going to come back up five feet, but if you drop it from a foot, you have maximum velocity, right? If it hits, it can, it could bounce it back up higher. It depending on the, the force back in. I mean, it, I literally watched the guy do it. At least it looked like he, he was just dropping it and it would bounce back up and he basically turn his hand over in the same spot and catch it in his open palm. So it was mm. bouncing up higher than his hand, like doink, blink, doink, doink. Mm. Pretty crazy. <laughs> well we'll have to do it for you dev and we'll do a little video we'll post it on instagram we'll see right. or it's gonna like bounce like 10 percent, like boom. <laughs> but yeah no so I, I haven't tried it yet but uh but i'm excited too i'm excited to test both of them 
yeah so so we're gonna build a little smithy outside of my shop there's a bush out there that my wife's been complaining about for the last couple of years just because it's not a great bush and poison ivy and stuff built and grows and around it in the summer and all so i'm gonna cut that puppy down level out the ground a little bit and uh and build a little lean-to that's um detached from my house it's not going to be um attached to it just because there's a window here and stuff and it's going to kind of impede that a little bit so it'll probably be six inches eight inches 12 inches something like that out from the from the house um a four post and for four supports maybe 10 by 12 something like that with a roof um so that way we can put a little smithy in there i can put all my anvils outside all the anvil shaped things i have <laughs> in my forge and yeah i'm all a, the people yeah all the yeah, people who've commented like i can't believe you're you know burning a forge in your basement you're gonna kill everyone like Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good concern. <laughs> I'm concerned too, but that's why I don't do, you know, hours of forging in the basement. Usually when you guys see me turn on the forge, it's for a half an hour when I'm doing heat treating, you know, for a single blade in and out of the forge, you know. Yeah. Times, it's, but. um, but yeah, we're going to document all that. Yeah. Yep. Making a smithy. Making a smithy. Yeah. So that'll be cool. That'll be a great video where got all we gotta go and get some materials from certain places, but yep. it's gonna be a sweet spot. It's gonna ha- it's gonna be nice to have another place to shoot too. Yeah. Right. There's only yeah, so exactly. many so angles some, I can, right. can do in that basement. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get some good lights and stuff, or maybe not good lights, but we'll get we'll get a bunch we'll, of lights. We'll, get, we'll put yeah, them out there. So light so it get, nice. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, it's super exciting. And I'm just excited to have all that stuff because I have a bunch of blacksmithing accoutrement like that's kind of all tucked away in different areas in the shop because i don't do it that often um but i'm super excited to have it out and ready to go so it's ready so i can do it at any time i want you know so it's like just go out and light up the forge and i'm ready to go all my stuff's there the hammers the anvils everything's in place to be able to just work and uh and also to be able to actually burn the forge for a while and do some work because in the past when i wanted to forge for a bit i just bring everything kind of outside of my shop but if you guys seen my shop you know that it's five or six steps down into the basement and carrying wood blocks with anvils on them and the (laughs) forge and all that stuff it takes a lot you know i'm a big dude but still that's a lot of weight carrying out of the shop yeah so super excited um and lastly (laughs) out of all of this so actually on the 22nd when i was driving back from picking up the anvil um i drove by another neighbor you know maybe a mile down the road or so and uh as i drove by he was outside um kind of walking around he had a splitting mall in his hand and there was all these giant logs outside of his house from a bunch of trees or things that had come down and he burns firewood so you know i'm assuming it's all going to turn into firewood so i kind of passed by and then when i was maybe you know 100 yards or so down the road down the road 200 yards down the road i was like i should really turn around and ask him if i can you know have four feet of any of these big logs, you know, like two, two feet pieces or so to be able to put my two new anvils on. <laughs> I need some logs now. I've been looking, I've been watching videos on different anvil stands and using four by six by sixes and four by fours and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I just like, I like the, the log look, you know, they're usually pretty dense. They usually work pretty well. So yeah. kind of thinking about that, you know, potentially get one, get them free. So, um, I mentioned this to my dad and he's like, Oh, well, there's another, there's a log right down the road from our house. I'll stop in, you know, the next day or so and ask the guy if I can, you know, if we can have it, it's this big chunk of log. He's like, it's probably about four feet or so. It's probably 18 inches diameter. You know, just sitting there on the side of the road. 
Um, so like, cool. That's great. Awesome. So he does, he does stop by. He, um, you know, tries one day and there's nobody there and he tries the next day and he gets permission from the people that we can come and have that log. Mm. So I drove up yesterday, which is Wednesday, the 27th, which is when my anvil was originally supposed to arrive. And, uh, <laughs> this is in the evening after, after work. And I pull up, I bring two kind of my wooden ramps. They're just two by sixes with the little ramp metal thing attached to the end. Um, have worked perfectly fine for lawnmowers and things up in the back of my truck. Uh, and so we, my dad and I both get out and we're looking at it and we start kind of pushing it around to t- turn it so that we can roll it up on the ramp. And we realize that this thing is not going to go up the ramp without breaking my ramp, my ramps. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I would say easily 1200 pounds. Like it's super dense. It's got yeah. re- one, one end is really nicely clean, almost perfectly perpendicular to the log, really clean cut. Um, it's 21 inches in diameter. So bigger, you know, just, yeah. just a ton of weight and it's been sitting outside for a while. So it's really sound. There's like barely like no cracks in it at all, but it's winter and it's snowed and it's rained. So it's been out in the weather. So it's probably wet and frozen and whatnot. So we're like, okay, well can't do this. So maybe we'll come back tomorrow and my dad will bring his chainsaw. My dad just has an electric chainsaw and I don't have a gas powered chainsaw. Um, and Sean, who's I'm sure listening to this podcast, he does have one. So I might have to part one his his in the future because I'm gonna have to cut this thing down again. But we did end up cutting one round off, um, and then it was kind of it was getting late and getting a little bit darker. So um, we're like, all right, let's just try to roll the other side of this off to deal with the rest of it at home. So yeah, we rolled the chunk up, and the one chunk up the ramps. My dad brought his metal ramps, rolled it up into the truck, and then. We got the other one up, started rolling about halfway, kind of like started to come back. We're like, wait, no, no. We repositioned and rolled out the rest of the way, and just <laughs> just barely wide enough to fit in the back of my truck. So I got now there's you know twelve hundred pounds of logs sitting in the back of my truck right now, <laughs> <laughs> which we brought home this evening. So they're they're ready. My dad did a really good job cutting. Our dad did a really good job cutting the log, almost perfectly straight. You know, I kind of I measured where I wanted it and made marks all the way around. So he had something to follow, but he did a good job. It's really clean cut all the way straight through, you know, having to like, we basically did started the cut on one side of the log, rolled it a little bit, cut some more, rolled it and just kind of kept doing that all the way around until we cut into the middle. So kind of to hopefully guarantee a pretty clean cut, but then also just to use that 16 inch bar on the 21 inch log. Mm. But yeah. Where'd you get the power for the saw? Ah, we, uh, we just took the generator. So, Oh, Dad's nice. generator put in the back of his truck, gas I mean, power generator, and just turned that on and plugged it in. I wouldn't cut her up. It wouldn't surprise me if Dad just went and knocked on the door, or just plugged in. Yeah, like, right. Like as you can tell, he's not afraid to ask for anything. <laughs> yeah, he just he actually said he uh, he talked to the babysitter who called. <laughs> he was like, "I went yesterday. I talked to the babysitter, but they called the person. They said we could have it." Right. <laughs> so it, it's like, either <laughs> well, I think when I think of that, it's either you get to a certain age where you just will ask anybody for anything. There's like no shame, right? Or it's just how dad is, and I think it's probably yeah. just how dad is. Yeah, I agree. He's just you know he's he's just a people person you know yeah. he's, he, he he's not afraid he's, to ask people for yeah. it or talk to anyone like right um and like he'll get swag from anybody <laughs> like you want to see the guy the most swag we both work in <laughs> sports production but he'll just go to the hey you got any more of those shirts they'll be like huh that's sure you got that's sweet you got any more of those 
Um, I <laughs> guess we could get you one. Yeah, here, here, here. Let, let me know. Let me see. Yeah, this is my size. But he'll get it. He'll get it because he asks. Right. He, he's not afraid. He's like, I'm not going to look it, foolish. I want one of right. these. I want a hat or I want something. Like, I'm going to ask and him. It, yeah, exactly. And he's not like, he's not cheap. You know, it's not that right. he's, it's not that he's trying to get a deal. He's just interested, honestly. You know, yeah, like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You got any of those? Those are, those yeah. are nice. I'd love exactly. one of those. That'd be great. But I, I would say I definitely have gotten my confidence in talking to people from dad. You know, like just being able to just kind of walk up to someone, you know, obviously I'm not as comfortable with it as dad is, but in the situation <laughs> I'm comfortable, you know, like, yeah. okay, if I, I have to do this, you know, like if I did it on my own, that's fine. You know, like when, when we well, went yeah. yesterday and I couldn't, we couldn't cut the log or we couldn't move it into the truck cause it was too heavy in the full size. I was like, I just walked up to the house to go tell the guy like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm the son of this guy who came up randomly yesterday and we're going to have to deal with it. Now they weren't there. So I didn't have to do it, but I didn't feel like nervous or awkward. Well, yeah, because, I guess that, that comes with age, I guess. You, right, you don't too, care. You yeah. realize everyone, there's not some, you know, it's uh, adults aren't scary, you know, right? <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Go up and talk to somebody. Hey, how you doing? Just be friendly and people don't mind. Right. Yeah. Actually, uh, I pulled in to the wrong road. So my dad said, you know, it's, it's at the end of this road and this road. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I, when I, I kind of glanced at his text and, and saw that it was at the end of one road, but I knew it was close to their house. So I thought maybe it was the end of like the other road, like open shawl or something. It wasn't necessarily there, but, uh, so I pulled up to a house that was there. There was a guy outside playing with his dog. And so I kind of didn't pull in right away, but then there were some logs there. So I kind of drove in and got out of my truck and I was like, Hey, uh, did, uh, is it, I'm like, I didn't know what to ask. You know, I was like, I think I said, uh, did my dad talk to you about us coming to pick up this a log from you today? I think something like that. But I was like, mm-hmm. he was like, huh? And I was like, he's like, I don't think so. He's like, well, let me go inside and ask my, my girlfriend or something. Cause maybe she did it or something. So he started going inside <laughs> and I kind of checked my phone around. I was like, Oh wait, sorry. Nope. I'm on the wrong road. <laughs> Just drove out and went down to the next road. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah as, long, as, long, <laughs> as long as you're friendly people. Don't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, but, uh, Yep. So I got that. So now I'm getting really excited. So it's like all I'm doing now is just watching videos on building lean twos and setting up <laughs> blacksmith shops and like super excited. Going to do some stuff. I, there are some questions that I have. And if there are any, anyone's listening who has answers, a few of the questions are, uh, if I, so my, my idea is that I'll build it semi-permanently so put in the con- concrete footer type things that are that are pre-made and then i'll just kind of attach it to them or sit it on that and anchor it to the ground i don't necessarily want to sink them in the ground um and i don't really want to concrete them into holes in the ground either um so i'm not exactly sure so i don't know what the best way is to do that i mean i could probably just sit on it but and we're in we're in a little bit of a valley here but it's not super windy all the time so i'm not really worried about the wind and we don't get a ton of snow. So I'm not worried about a ton of like snow weight on the roof. It's not going to be huge, but, um, the other thing is that I want to do, I want to do like a stone crushed stone. My dad has some extra crushed stone. So I'm thinking about doing a crushed stone floor, um, just on top of the dirt. So I'm like, should I do stone? I've seen other people do usually like they're just dirt or concrete or brick or whatever. Um, trying to think what else i don't know i have more questions about it but anybody has any suggestions for people to look at or recommendations or someone's like absolutely do this or don't do this or any horror stories let me know let me know uh either comment 
send us an email at the art of craftsmanship. You can comment on our YouTube channel. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I'll post some more questions there about it though. But while things pop up, reach out to the community. I always found that everyone, when we ask a question, we get lots of comments. Yeah, I guess, I guess that will probably be our next project. Right? I mean, you got it. Well, unless I'm, you I mean, have all this I might stuff. just be too excited not to have it our next project. No, no. <laughs> we'll see. No, yeah, I mean. Well, Won't you do it? You know, <laughs> that's the next project. I'm so excited. No, well, I mean, we only have a few more days <laughs> on the on the knife we're working on. <laughs> no, I just mean I'm, I'm too excited for it not to be a project uh, soon. You know, It's like I want to build it right now, so. And I want to film it, so it's probably going to end up being either, if not our next project, the one right after that. But yeah, oh, yeah. sometime in the next month or so, we'll have it up and up and running, and then we'll be making some stuff, man. I'm excited. I don't even know what I want to make yet. Obviously, I want to do, you know, forged <laughs> knives and stuff, but, you know, I just think uh, just having it there and just making other stuff and being able to I, incorporate, you know, more metal movement into videos and stuff be cool yeah i will say i'm not not necessarily looking forward to shooting out in the cold but <laughs> hopefully get everything heated up and the forge going but <laughs> right. well you just have to not wear shorts and you'll be good to go <laughs> i don't want to do that I like, shorts. <laughs> like i like being in the shop where it's 67 degrees and you can wear shorts and oh, feel comfortable nice. it is nice <laughs> the shop stays nice all year round being like per- mostly buried underground it's great yeah it's like 75 in the summer and 65 in the winter it's, <laughs> it's a good range yeah it's perfect but no that, that'll be fun that'll be a great yeah. uh, video we'll do it all all in one yeah. i think like like all the rest and yeah yeah take a couple days to build it you, you, you'll, right. be, we'll, you'll build the whole thing in less time than it takes to make the knife so right exactly yeah <laughs> i thought that i was like saying this to my wife i was like yeah it might be take you know day or two i mean if it's because normally we film in the evenings as Devin and I both have jobs, or at least for most of the time that we've been shooting the channel, we both have jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and so we both have day things that are happening and families and stuff. So we usually end up shooting in the evenings for a couple hours when it's dark out. Now, obviously, in the summer, it wouldn't be dark out, but now it's dark out by 30, you know, so it'll have to be on the weekends or on, you know, if I have a day off or something. But, um, yeah, maybe we can do a, a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Bust yeah, it I out, think, have all the right, material exactly. there. Yeah, because once we get going, it's not, it's not super super complicated. I mean, I think that the top is basically just going to be I'll build out a frame, and put sheets of plywood on it, and then do some some type of roofing. We'll we'll decide how what we do. That'll be in the video. Um, yeah, and then just four verticals on the corners, and just attach them together. You know, maybe have like the four verticals would be attached with you know four horizontals or whatever, and then and then the whole roof just sits up on top of that. Yeah, toenailed in and whatnot. It's not crazy. You get a, a few guys yeah. over and they'll knock it out in no time. Right. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are interested, you can watch the video. You'll see what our dad looks like because I'm sure he'll want to. I told him I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. We're gonna build it." He's like, "Cool, I'll come help." <laughs> he, he's been in a video, has he? Oh. What was he? In? I know he's in the was in the back of the bow shoot video, right? Oh yeah, that range. too. I think. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. He was in um, the Bushcraft Axe video. Was he? Yeah, he threw a... Oh, right, yeah. Remember? At the end, when we were all throwing the axes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He threw and they got the one to stay. He was like, I know how to do it. Yeah, you can <laughs> actually see all the all the brothers in That's the background. That's right, all the brothers there, yeah. So right. if you heard the podcast, you can watch that one and see everyone at the... Except for me, of course. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> behind the camera. Were you not in it at all? I guess not. Right. I guess you're holding the camera. The whole time. Some, someone's got to shoot it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Someone has to slave behind the camera. Mm. <laughs> Can't all just have fun and make stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the anvil saga. saga, saga of the anvils of the blacksmithing hobby. To it's be getting, continued. It's get, yeah. My wife asked me it last night. She's like, so what are you going to make once you get all the, everything built? I was like, that's a good question. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Anything I want. Exactly. It doesn't matter what I'm going to make. It's just the fact that I'll have it ready to be used. So there will definitely be <laughs> plenty of blacksmithing videos this year. Yes. <laughs> but you know, the great thing about it is too, is like out of all these things, I'm not spending a ton of money. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the nice thing too. Is like, I can set it up. I, I got the logs for free. I got a really good deal on the anvil. I mean, the most expensive thing is, you know, is the 300 pound. I mean, the $300 Achayo anvil give away a little bit of the other price, of the anvil, right. but even still, and, and, and you're going to, you're going to buy some of the, some of the good lumber, I guess. Yeah. Um, Unless dad has, I don't know what he's got available. Yeah, but. I think, you know, I think I, I probably could get away with like two by fours for the ceiling, but I think I'm going to do two by sixes just to have a little bit better. Um, and then four by fours for the corners. And uh, yeah. So and the, the, and the yeah, a couple anchors, hundred so. bucks in materials and you'll be right, good exactly. to go. Right. Yeah. Dad has the, the, the stone already. So I just have the you know, just the manual labor cutting down the bush and, well, that's all out. that's all free right exactly <laughs> right i got the time <laughs> <laughs> i got the brothers <laughs> i got the time to put it in because our time the great thing about it at this point you know is that our time putting time into making these videos is making us money on the videos so yeah you know, the, the time is not it's, it's well spent <laughs> now you're just gonna yeah. be doing home remodeling trying to convince <laughs> me to come shoot it <laughs> hey, we get like a million views on the video. Then <laughs> that's more true. Construction. True. We're building another lean-to next to this one. <laughs> uh, we want to make it bigger. Yeah, right. Exactly. Part one. Start doing parts and stuff. Oh, yeah. No. We lose, Never. We lose like a hundred subscribers. <laughs> we are, I'm unsubscribing. You sold out. Can't believe you're doing this. Parts. <laughs> What's next? Mobile game sponsorships, <laughs> <laughs> and we bring it back around. That's a good yeah, right. perfect timing. Um, All right. So yeah, recommendations. Yeah, let me I'm let me sp- go first. Let me go first. All right. <laughs> uh, so um, I wanted to recommend. I was trying to think of something to recommend, and I like that you occasionally will recommend um, like shows and stuff you're watching. I usually do other makers, but um. So I, th- I thought that'd be kind of fun. Um, so I have a recommendation. Sorry, I'm just looking it up real quick just to look at the name of the actor because I can't remember him off the top of my head. Okay, uh, so it's a show. It's called The Third Day, um, and it is a uh, British-American psychological thriller, folk horror drama. I'm reading that. I don't not know all those <laughs> like, things off the top of my head. Like, oh, that's good. I know, right? Uh, is a, a mini series um, created for HBO. Uh, so it's it's six episodes, and yeah, it's about this guy. The main the main actor is Jude Law. He's the main character, um, and then there's the uh, was it the the girl, the woman who played uh, in in the movie Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. You know the black woman who plays like 
The British yeah. girl, yeah. Yeah, the British girl, yeah. She's she's like the other main character. And then yeah. there's uh and then the girl who played have you seen the um the new the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? No. The, the, you didn't see that? The new no. the newer okay. Well there's the, the main actress in that that plays like the love interest of the main guy. Um she's she's in it as well. She's one of the other main characters. But it's just super awesome, super weird, like weird trippy stuff happening and this it's all revolves around this little island off the coast of uh you know England and it's called C C B Island and there's this cult, you know, area cult there and they believe in that the gods, the Norse gods thought that this island was the the soul of the world and blah it's nah, just super awesome. It's fun. It was a weird weird mini series, but I like I like that it's a mini series, it's easy to watch and you know, invest six episodes and not have to worry that, you know, we'd never <laughs> watch the rest of the seasons that ever come up and wait another season. Yeah, it's like so does it wrap it all up in six episodes? It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. It's a very, I guess it's what BBC HBO or yeah. HBO. I said it was uh HBO and sky Atlantic. Oh, S- sky uh, TV. Uh, yes. Yep. So that's my, uh, Oh, executive producer, Brad Pitt. Um, that's my uh, recommendation. It's called the third day starring Jude law. Check it out. I do love me some Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ever since Actually, I didn't know it was him, like just from the picture on the little thumbnail picture when I was looking for stuff to watch, and I was like, "Oh, that's Jude Law." <laughs> <laughs> I think ever. Um, what's the movie? Alfie. Alfie, no, no, no. You're like Michael Caine all the way. Yeah, that's right. Michael Caine's <laughs> only <laughs> Alfie, not Jude Law. <laughs> Uh, no, oh, AI. AI. Yeah, there you go. I figured it'd be AI. Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg, Kubrick. It's both, if you can. Uh-huh. Have oh, you heard right. that? Yeah, yeah because uh, it, it was a Kubrick started it, right? Yeah, Kubrick had done, you know, the years of planning. Right. And then he kind of said, okay, I think uh, Steven Spielberg should do this. I think it's more your thing. Right. I'll give you all my, my stuff. He had all the artwork and research. I mean... That's why Kubrick didn't come out with many movies in his lifetime. He just spent so much time right, delving right. into stuff for years. And he's one of the filmmakers that would, he wants every aspect. He wants to talk, like figure out every aspect to everything. Right. So he takes so long and then he gave it to Spielberg and then uh, Kubrick died. And then Spielberg made AI after, which it's a pretty good movie, but yeah, uh, I really like Jude Law in it. And yeah, me too. You know, he's, he's good and, Pretty much everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like Jude Law. All right, uh, I'm going to do my um, anti-recommendation. <laughs> I'm going to rescind. <laughs> use that word that Dustin stole from me. <laughs> the first recommendation last week, I uh, recommended uh, Chop and their and the video. Um, got wood. Got wood. <laughs> <laughs> from Craig Lockwood. <laughs> but looking at more of his videos and watching them, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. But then I found out he's not subscribed to our channel, The Art of Craftsmanship. So out of out of spite, <laughs> I rescind. I rescind my recommendation. <laughs> now we're just talking about it more, so everyone's going to go uh, really. Look no, at no, it don't more. don't watch it. <laughs> I don't care if he runs not, the Makery Network. Don't not subscribe to our channel. Unsubscribe. What a jerk. <laughs> 
everyone else he's subscribed to, all the other podcasts. Uh-huh. But no, we're just no, not good enough for him, apparently. because we're the art of craftsmanship. Not little, <laughs> little podcast that could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was funny. You were like, do you know that this week, you know that Craig's not subscribed to our channel? I was like, Oh, well. <laughs> Drag. <laughs> Reminds me, I just uh, just finished reading uh, High Fidelity, the book High Fidelity, which we, we talked about on the podcast before because you quoted it. You quoted the movie one time for us. Yeah. And I'd only seen the movie, and I love the movie, but I finished reading the book, and there's a scene that I love um, when, uh, spoiler alert, Laura's dad dies in the movie. And, uh, and she calls and tells Rob, like, my dad's died, blah, blah, blah. And so he comes out of his office into the front of the record store. And Barry, Jack Black's character, is sitting there eating, like, a sandwich, a sub. And the same scene in the book happens. And uh, he comes out and he goes, like, Barry looks over and is like, what's up? And Rob goes, Laura's dad died. And he goes, Drag. And keeps eating a sandwich. He's just like drag, <laughs> like totally ambivalent. Like doesn't care, you know. Drag. So that's what I thought when you were drag. like, yeah, Craig's not Craig's not subscribed to the channel. Drag, drag. Eat my sandwich. <laughs> In the book, I don't think he didn't say drag, but he said whatever British thing, the similar, and just kept on eating. And, and you know, Rob goes into more. It's like, of course he doesn't care. You know, it's like it's his boss's ex-girlfriend's father you know like he's so <laughs> right. far removed you know like who cares but it's just the way he does it. he like loses like drag and just goes right back to eating the sandwich so <laughs> yeah craig lockwood oh well the 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 uh the captain of the makery network well on that note <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun another good uh another fun time hanging out it's a late night tonight i had a big dinner right before we started eating and i was like Man, it's gonna be uncomfortable sitting there talking for an hour, but <laughs> always goes by, goes by quick. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. It's been fun as always. Uh, go check out all the other podcasts on the Maker Network. A lot of really awesome stuff out there. A lot of maker stuff. A lot of knife making and workshop talk and wood woodwork and just a lot of fun stuff. A lot of interesting people. Yeah, everything other than uh, chop or anything that to do with knife talk, you can avoid that as much XYZ, as you want. There's no. nothing there for you. Um, move along. <laughs> yeah, all of, all their fifty thousand listeners are. <laughs> no one's gonna listen next week. Ha ha. Ha. Then you only get forty five thousand sucker. <laughs> but yeah, so. Check them out. Check out check them all out. They're all awesome, and we really are having fun being on the Maker Network and creating this podcast. It's great to to do this and chat with people and hang out and talk about fun shop stuff. And on that note, you guys can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship to see all the little pictures and stuff that I do all the time and post and try to keep people, uh, you know, connected in the community. I'll ask some questions about um blacksmithing and shop building and stuff. Uh, you can find us on the on YouTube at The Art of Craftsmanship. And you can support us on Patreon. If you'd like to support us uh, for the channel, for the podcast, any support that goes into Patreon goes directly back into the channel. We put it all the money back into the channel. Um, and it just allows us to make more stuff to put out there in the world, more content, which we really enjoy doing. And, I, and we think that you guys enjoy it because you keep on watching, keep on listening. So thank you all so much. Devin, it was a pleasure. Yes, sir. Everybody else, we will talk to you next time. 
If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.